Okay. The Miami Hurricanes are a top five finalist for the very top running back in the class of 2024. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers who make Locked on Canes a part of your life each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And when you enter promo code locked on college, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. How about that? I love this tumbler. All right, so folks, top five finalists were dropped yesterday by five-star running back Jarrett Gibson out of IMG Academy. And the Miami Hurricanes made the cut. We were in, I think his last cut was like either a top 10 or a top 12. I think it was a top 10. Miami was in that. Miami makes the top five as well, along with Tennessee, Texas, Georgia, and Florida. Now, remember... Gibson has been a verbal commit to Florida before, but he decommitted from the Gators last year. So they're still in the mix, apparently, but he's been there, done that before with the Gators. But at this point on Gibson, I, you know, listen, I don't want Miami fans to get too excited because you still have some ground to make up here. He is considered a strong Texas lean right now, but before having taken any of his official visits, we all know that these things can change. Maybe his lean towards Texas only gets reinforced. He's going to be visiting Texas on the 24th of June, so they're getting a late, if not the very last official visit from him, but Miami is getting an early June official visit from Jarrett Gibson. He is the top-ranked running back in the class of 2024, and in my humble opinion, he is the most complete running back in the class uh, for Miami, the lead recruiter, running backs coach Tim Harris Jr. has been hard at work on this one, will continue to be hard at work on Jarrett Gibson along with Mario Cristobal and everybody else. Uh, so as I mentioned, he is going to be making an official visit to Miami. That's going to be on the weekend of June 9th, and he's going to be there with a five-star teammate of his, Ellis Robinson the fourth from Georgia, well, not from Georgia, from IMG Academy, but currently committed to Georgia. We'll talk a little bit more about Mr. Robinson in a moment because Miami is trying to chip away at Georgia's lead for Ellis Robinson. Uh, so, you know, once those June 9 visits for both of them are in the books, we'll have a much better idea of where Miami stands. In fact, you guys know how much I enjoy recruiting season. One of my favorite things in June when you get these OVs, gathering as much intelligence as you possibly can after the visit. That is one of my very favorite things to do this time of year. So hopefully after Gibson and Robinson have that June 9th official visit that weekend, it's going to go a couple of days. I'm sure we'll have more intelligence on how that's going. As far as Gibson is concerned, his last trip to Miami was in late March during spring football. Uh, unfortunately, he was not at that pool party this past weekend. Ellis Robinson was there. Jared Gibson, I do not think was uh, so Gibson, five foot ten, two hundred pounds. He has top line speed, top line explosion, and he's got the ability to change direction on a dime. He's very, very hard to bring down. Really tough to tackle. Uh, first contact, you're never going to get this guy to the ground. He can also lay you out with a stiff arm. If you watch that huddle reel for Jarrett Gibson, like he he lays some fools out 
with those stiff arms. It's a lot of fun to watch this guy. Uh, so, you know, if you're keeping up with Hurricanes running back recruitment, and again, I will emphasize this, I do not believe Miami is leading for Gibson. I believe the Texas Longhorns are. Some might say Miami is a distant second right now, so you got to keep grinding. you got to keep chipping away in that lead. And can you imagine the possibilities with this running back class? Because you've already got Hellcat Chris committed. You already have Chris Wheatley Humphrey out of South Broward committed, uh, who's got that top-line speed, one of the fastest running backs in the class. Uh, now, I know Chris doesn't want to be put in that box because not only is Wheatley Humphrey fast, he also really likes to run between the tackles. So once he puts on more size in that strength and conditioning program, Hellcat Chris is going to be a really well-rounded back in his own right. Uh, but if you could get Humphrey and Gibson in the same class, they would complement one another exceptionally well. You know, the same way Mark Fletcher and Chris Johnson complement themselves or complement each other, I should say, so well in the class of 2023. Uh, and, you know, again, uh, Hurricanes have to make up some ground with Gibson. Another running back that I like and Miami likes in this class, mutual interest there, is with Kawan Lacey out of Lancaster, Texas. Six foot tall, 190 pounds. He's a three-star back, but he's getting recruited by a lot of heavy hitters out there. That dude breaks tackles like crazy. Lacey is a lot of fun to watch. He visited Miami unofficially in early April. He's going to be back for an OV in the first weekend of June. Uh, other players in his commitment, if we're talking about Lacey, TCU, Baylor, Ole Miss, Nebraska, Arizona State are in the mix for him. Uh, this is one where sometimes players like to commit in the summer right off of OVCs, and sometimes they like to wait. I'm not sure what Jarrett Gibson's going to do, but it sounds like Kawan Lacey is definitely going to wait until end of the season because he did, when he talked about how much he likes Miami, he also did say he wants to watch Miami play at least their first couple of games in the regular season before he gets kind of a better idea of what they look like offensively. And I can't blame any offensive player for saying that. With how ineffective and boring Miami's offense was last year, you got a lot of different people running the offense. I mean, same quarterback, but new coordinator, new quarterbacks coach, new running backs coach, a lot of new personnel, better offensive linemen on paper, but I can understand any offensive player saying, I, I need to see this for a few games and marinate on it before I decide. Uh, so I don't expect him to commit to Miami or anywhere during the summer, probably a little bit after that. Uh, but if you look at Miami's running back room, there is, um, I'm going to regret saying this, but there is a borderline embarrassment of riches on paper. OK, because we saw how paper gets you nowhere because they had a good running back room on paper last year. You had some guys injured and one guy in the doghouse last year. But you look at Miami's running back room and the picture moving forward. Henry Parrish has two years of eligibility left. Don Chaney somehow has four years of eligibility left. He's a third year redshirt freshman. Trevante Citizen, I you know, he's he's recovering from a serious injury, uh, but he's got four years of eligibility left. A.J. Allen, who the coaches really like, by the way, who just transferred in from Nebraska, he's got four years of eligibility left. Mark Fletcher and Chris Johnson are coming in as true freshmen with four years of eligibility left. So there is going to be, and you got Hellcat Chris coming in for sure, and maybe Miami brings another running back in the upcoming 2024 class. There is going to be a log jam at running back within the next couple of years, but that's a good problem to have. You'd rather have too much than not enough. Am I right? So that's where we are right now 
with running back recruiting. I want to talk a little bit on the other side about how you, you start to feel something out there, folks, where some of the national recruiting analysts are really starting to pay attention to what Miami's doing. And, you know, you've got some of these experts that a few weeks ago were kind of sleeping on Mario Cristobal. And all of a sudden, I think that pool party is what did it for a lot of people. All of a sudden, the national analysts are taking notice. We'll talk about some of the trends for Miami in the class of 2024 when we come back. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Guys, I'm so excited to have bird dogs now in the Locked on family. I look better and I feel great wearing bird dogs these shorts that i'm wearing are awesome the stretchy fabric makes my legs look great my wife even said that to me i'm like she's never complimented my appearance before i don't think they make my legs look great these shorts they're unfreaking believable they're comfier than any of my other shorts and pants they give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts or pants on the golf course to a meeting to a date or just hanging out with my friends and guys when i wear these bird dog shorts just feels like summer. Unbelievable how cool these shorts are because, hey, anyone who lives in Florida, specifically South Florida, you know how hot it can get during the summer? I feel like I'm armed and ready for summer in my bird dog shorts. And they've got the perfect amount of stretchiness while they also make me look slimmer. And they make my legs look better than they should if we're being honest here. So uh, I highly recommend. So Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And when you enter our promo code locked on college, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. I love this tumbler as well. So, uh, so happy to welcome bird dogs into the locked on canes family. Thank you so much for making locked on canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And for the everydayers, you can take your everydayer experience to the next level by signing up to our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. I'm including a link in the show description below. You can be a real VIP if you join our subtext community. I send you guys out recruiting updates, opinions, show previews, all sorts of scoops on subtext one-on-one. -on -one. You can text me there one-on-one -on -one anytime, uh, completely free for the first 14 days, and then $4.99 a month if you want to opt in at the end of those 14 days. Check out the link in the show description below. And by the way, for the everydayers, it's going to be a good rest of the week. It's going to be like a quarterback week here on Locked on Canes because tomorrow evening we're going to talk with Judd Anderson, Miami Hurricanes class of 2024 commit, and Miami Hurricanes class of 2023 commit preferred walk-on Max Lawrence is going to join us on Friday. So two new QBs welcoming them to the U later on this week here on Locked on Canes. So as I mentioned um, – and, and I want to caution here in saying uh, I'm not taking a victory lap here on 2024 recruiting. There's so much work still left to do. So at the risk of I know that some of the Gator fans who watch this and Florida State fans, because they're obsessed with everything Miami does, they watch this show every day. They're going to want to like clip and select some quotes to, hey, this guy is already counting all these victories for Miami in, in recruiting. That's not I'm not taking a victory lap, guys. We still have a long way until the finish line. That's National Signing Day, but um, there's some positive trends here. When you start to see national guys like Steve Wiltfong from 24-7 and even Josh Newberg from On3, who isn't that a Florida State guy, uh, several weeks ago he was wondering if Miami had any recruiting mojo left. All of a sudden these national guys 
are turning their heads and they're singing the praises of the impressive turnout that Miami is getting in their unofficial visits for the past month and some of the OVs that they're scheduling for the month of June. Just this past weekend, Miami had, uh, a- a- along with you know more than a dozen four- and five-star prospects on campus, Miami had multiple verbal commits from Ohio State, Georgia, and Florida State on campus. Guys, Miami's trying to flip, obviously, in addition to players whose recruitments are completely open. And listen, it's not over till it's over, but you see Miami trending positively with five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo. Five-star defensive tackle Justin Scott, who's getting crystal balls now in Miami's favor. Uh, They're battling with Oklahoma for five-star defensive tackle David Stone. Uh, Miami is battling with Texas and everyone else for five-star Jarrett Gibson, who we talked about. Miami is trending up for five-star edge Dylan Stewart. Miami's trending positively for five-star receiver JoJo Trader, as they've been for several months. And that's just to name a few. And, oh, Five-star cornerback Ellis Robinson IV, uh, he actually admitted yesterday that the biggest threat to Georgia, who he's verbally committed to, is Miami. Miami is the biggest threat to Georgia in his recruitment. And I know what some of you are thinking. None of these trends matter until these guys actually sign or even commit. I'm not counting moral victories, but I'm pointing out trends here, folks. Mario Cristobal has put his team in the conversation as he did last year and landed a lot of his targets last year. He's putting himself in the conversation with many of the top high school players in the country. Miami's going to have a hat on the table for some of the biggest recruiting announcements in this cycle. We need to brace ourselves for a really exciting and suspenseful summer coming up because you're not going to win them all. Sometimes when there's a Miami hat on the table, a different hat will be put on. But if last year was any indication, And the way that unofficial and official visit season is trending so far this year, Miami's going to be in a lot of those national conversations with some of the top players in the country. And do not be surprised if they land some that you may not expect them to land. You've been warned, okay? I won't be fully happy unless they close, but I'm definitely, and I was saying this in the subtext chat uh, yesterday, I'm feeling a lot more confident right now in the possibility of another top seven class than I was several weeks ago. Uh, And Miami did, for what it's worth, Miami ended up, and we may not be done, but Miami did end up crushing it in the transfer portal. Do we wish they had landed one of their top defensive tackle targets? Sure. But the Hurricanes somehow ended up with a top six transfer portal class in the entire country. They transformed their offensive line with a pair of top line starters in J.B. on Cohen from Bama, Matt Lee from UCF. They had a tremendous depth at cornerback. I love what they did there with Jadavius Richard, Jaden Davis, Devontae Brown, and Terry Roberts. The wide receiver room is probably the one that, outside of the offensive line, the wide receiver room, I think, got the biggest facelift, adding uh, two guys who are good enough to compete and potentially start at Miami in Tyler Harrell and Shamar Kirk. You got a rock-solid Mike linebacker in Kiko Maligoa. So Miami, they have, and they still might add to this, but they have the six-ranked class in the portal. They sit behind only Colorado, who had like a 1,000 scholarships open, USC, LSU, Auburn, and Oklahoma. Miami is right in front of Oregon, Florida State. How did, how did we leapfrog the portal king, Norvell? Had, I don't know how that happened. I know what they're going to say. We'll settle it on the field. Yeah, you guys kicked our butts last year. We'll see what happens this year. I look forward to it. Uh, But somehow Miami finishes with this top six portal class. 
So you look at the work they've done in the portal. Probably good for an extra victory or two compared to any prediction you might have had a few months ago. Uh, and if you kind of break it down, because I, I think, um, you know, th there might end up being a couple of Jags there. We'll see how it plays out. But I think Miami has added five to seven starters through the transfer portal and about a dozen who can be two deep contributors in a, in a pretty hefty rotation. So where do I get five to seven starters from? Two new offensive line starters for sure, okay? One to two new cornerback starters because Devontae Brown, I have him penciled in as a starter, and I think Jadavius Richard is knocking on that door. Uh, probably one new wide receiver starter because I don't necessarily think they'll both start because taking Colby Young's job would not be easy, but... I think between Tyler Harrell and Shamar Kirk, I think one of those guys may end up being a starter for the Canes on Saturday and then a very likely new linebacker starter with Kiko Mauingoa, right? So that's two new O-line starters, one to two new cornerbacks, a new linebacker starter, and possibly one new wide receiver starter. That's where I get five to seven starters that Miami has brought in through the transfer portal. So that's definitely something to look at. Uh, we get this question from Jose M who says, hey, will the Hurricanes attract, talking recruiting here, will the Hurricanes uh, attract a four to five star talent at the quarterback position? Not trying to throw shade on our current recruits and commits. Uh, and yeah, your quarterback room right now, uh, Van Dyke, I think was a three star. Jakari Brown was a high rated three star and uh, Emery Williams was a three star. So that's a fair question, right? For what it's worth, Miami did come in second place for Aaron Noland. But if you're not first, you're last. Like Ricky Bobby used to say, Aaron Noland, a high-level four-star. Um, I think, to me, when you're talking about, you know, why are you not getting, you know, the Aaron Nolans and, uh, you know, the Dylan Riolas who committed to Georgia the other day. How many different schools has that dude been committed to? But he's, he's a Georgia Bulldog now. Um, you know, why are you not attracting the four and the five-star quarterbacks at this point? We talked about this a little bit earlier with some of these offensive players. I think the primary concern for blue chip quarterbacks comes from Miami's boring, ineffective offense last year. The Hurricanes also had a lack of weapons to throw the football to last year. So I think what Miami uh, just did to the wide receiver room in the portal. I also really like Ray Ray Joseph and Robbie Washington, who are coming in as true freshmen. Um, with the new offense that they're installing under Shannon Dawson, who's also the quarterback's coach. Um, hopefully, with the way things are going, the top quarterbacks will be impressed with Miami's passing attack. And in the future, they're going to consider the Canes a more attractive option. But, you know, all this stuff, all this lip service that we pay to, you know, offense is going to go more vertical, air raid, um, look what the wide receiver room is doing. Uh, you know, that that's a great thing for fans and media to talk about and debate, but until you actually see it on the field performing, right? If, you know, the Hurricanes start instead of 19.4 points per game, if they score, you know, 30, 35 points per game and you're getting the attention of these recruits, that's how you impress the top quarterbacks. That's how you, you impress the top wide receivers and the top running backs. You actually have to show some of that in the regular season. Yeah, this was I'm not going to spend too much time today on conference realignment because we devoted a big chunk of our episode to it yesterday. But in the conversation we had yesterday about the Magnificent Seven and exploring exiting the ACC, we really 
focused our conversation on what's wrong with the ACC and why I want Miami to get the hell out of it. We didn't really focus on where they might end up if that were to happen. Uh, and part of the reason why we didn't focus on that is that's just so many steps down the road. Like to me, figure out how you get out of the ACC first and then, uh, you know, you figure out where you're going to be taking your talents. But at the same time, I think it's worth bringing up the Big Ten because I know the big debates people have. Big Ten, SEC, which would make more sense geographically, uh, or do you maybe join the Big 12 and try to form that into more of a super conference? Or do these seven or potentially eight teams break away and form their own conference? Uh, you know, there's so many different side conversations and scenarios that happen. But the reason why I want to bring up the Big Ten is I noticed something, okay? Every time Josh Pate on 24-7, who's pretty well-connected guy, Every time he brings up conference realignment on his show, and he did again yesterday, he always drops subtle hints about the Big Ten being interested in Miami. I don't feel like that's someone who drops hints just to drop hints. I feel like he's a little bit coy, and he probably knows more than he lets on about that. Uh, so when I repeatedly hear Pate, he said it at least twice on a show in the last couple months, when I repeatedly hear him, you know, talk about the big 10 might be interested in Miami. That makes me wonder if that could be the likely landing spot. If the hurricanes can get out of the Atlantic coast conference, because I think it is worth bringing up that these schools probably would not be going this far in exploring how to get out of the ACC if they didn't have some idea where they could land afterwards, because when you're talking about potentially getting into a long legal fight, you know, potentially getting sued or even getting blocked from leaving the conference. And then, you know, if you do leave and you don't have somewhere to go, that's even worse than staying in the ACC. I would figure that these schools, Miami included, probably have some idea on where their soft landing could end up if they were to leave the conference. So that's food for thought. And when I hear the big 10, getting brought up uh, it definitely raises my antenna a little bit all right when we come back uh, I want to talk about a potentially uh, a guy who might be the final transfer portal player on Miami's radar and what's going on there plus I do want to shout out some of the five-star reviews that we've gotten on Apple Podcasts. you guys are awesome remember if you leave us a five-star review we will shout you out here on the show so keep it locked to Locked on Canes Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I feel like garbage today. <laughs> I'm getting sick. I don't feel very well. So, you know, if I sound a little bit off to you, it's not just you. It's me. I'm the one who's off, not you guys. Uh, so, you know, one of the remaining uh, transfer portal targets out there who we've talked about before on the show, uh, graduate transfer safety, Andre Sam who uh, he's a Lance Guidry guy, played with Coach Guidry at McNeese State, played for him at Marshall, transferred to Tulane after Guidry took that job, and then Guidry left Tulane from Miami, and Andre Sam is in the portal. So, you know, you connect the dots, seems like Miami could be a likely destination for him. Um, it looks like his decision is going to come down to Lance Guidry in Miami or the LSU Tigers. He's on an official visit this week to LSU. 
I feel like it's trending in that direction for him. So we'll see if he comes out of that visit without committing to LSU, but it's starting to feel like this might be LSU's battle to lose. Um, you know, uh, obviously it seems logical he would follow Gidry for a third time because why not? But it has been noted to me that his recruitment, uh, it's complicated. That There are some some complications that make it a little bit less obvious that he could end up uh, at Miami. We'll leave it at that. Um, now, if this player does end up at the U, uh, I would love Andre Sam at Miami for multiple reasons. Miami could use more depth at safety for one, and he's a solid player. And secondly, the experience he has in Coach Guidry's defense would make him a valuable reference point for his teammates. That would make that transition into that new defense easier for Guidry and easier for everybody else, okay? But I also understand that for a Louisiana guy like him, Perhaps playing for the LSU Tigers for a year, that might be a bucket list thing for him. That might scratch an important itch. But, you know, we all know Miami's not a bad place to play or a bad place to live, especially not a bad place to live. So we will keep tracking Andre Sam. But I don't know. Just my hunch. If you if you follow uh, if you follow the signs over the last couple of days, it seems like LSU is the trend there. All right, so... Um, I encourage you guys, if you have a few seconds to, uh, if you listen to the audio version of the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey app, Google, wherever you get your pods, you'll find Locked on Canes. If you can take a couple minutes and leave us a five-star review, I really appreciate it. Uh, we got two new ones since the last time we shouted these out. Thank you to Rob Elliott for the five-star. He says, been listening since episode one. So he's not only an everydayer, he's a lifer. <laughs> he's been listening since episode one. Dono is the guy to get your Canes news and updates from. You can almost always count on him seven days a week and some weeks clock in at over 10 episodes. You're right. Uh, you know, when recruiting starts heating up, uh, my man is a cane through and through. And I know so many of us are grateful to have our daily Canes news in 30 minutes or less. Thanks, Dono. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate that. And we got a five star from Ivan Hood 305 says Alex brings it every time I listen every day. Thank you. It's a must if you bleed orange and green. Go Canes, and thank you guys so much. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consume some vitamin C and some zinc, and I'm going to try to, like, hibernate for the rest of the day. We'll see how that goes. I'm not a big napper. But, whew. but for the everydayers, Judd Anderson is going to join us later this week. Miami Hurricanes committed quarterback class of 2024, and Max Lawrence walk-on preferred walk-on quarterback class of 2023 is going to be joining us on Friday so Anderson Thursday Max Lawrence Friday y'all be blessed we will talk to you next time on another episode of Locked on Canes part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network your team